Welcome to the Great Quotes for Coaches podcast. This is the podcast dedicated to helping coaches create successful team experiences through the use of quotes. I'm your host, Scott Rosberg. In each episode, we'll discuss one quote that I've found can be inspirational, motivational, and helpful on your coaching journey to become your best so you can help your teams become their best. So lace them up tight, focus on your target, listen up and take notes as we dive in to today's Great Quote for Coaches. Welcome back to the Great Quotes for Coaches podcast. And we are into, well, I don't even remember what number episode we're in, but we are into another one of the interview types of episodes that we've been kind of doing every other week. And uh, this week we have a special treat for you. Uh, we're, we're going to hear from Judd Damon. He is the athletic director at Flagler College. And uh, I'll let Judd introduce himself a little bit more, but he's going to do a quote for us that I am so excited because it's one that I've used numerous times through the years. So, uh, in fact, I, I think I said that uh, last uh, when you heard Cindy Vaughn uh, in what whatever episode number that was, uh, I think I said the same thing about her quote. And I think coaches, this is one of the things Judd and I were saying off the air, uh, this is one of the things that coaches do. We use quotes. We like quotes so much that uh, all, I'm sure a lot of these are going to be, oh, yeah, I know that one and love that one. So anyway, welcome, Judd. And uh, why don't you tell us a little about yourself, Judd Damon? Well, thanks, Scott. I appreciate being here. I'm excited to talk about this because uh, it's true. Coaches, I guess leaders of all types, you know, we love quotes. We love inspirational sayings and phrases and all that. And, uh, and I love, the, you know, obviously the one I'm going to share with you today, but uh, just a little bit of my background. So I, I'm from Massachusetts originally, and um, um, I went to college at the University of Pennsylvania, played baseball there, and uh, then went back to Massachusetts for graduate school and uh, coached at the University of Massachusetts baseball and uh, was in minor league baseball for a couple of years in front office uh, management. Um, but missed the coaching and went, went back, wanted to just coach uh, anywhere. I just wanted to be back in uh, that everyday uh, impactful life of coaching. And um, so I, I ended up uh, getting a position as a, as a head baseball coach and now the faculty at Miami Christian school in Miami, Florida. And, um, down there for three years and then thought I would get back up to New England, but um, didn't. I uh, got, got hired as the, as the AD and head baseball coach at Trinity International University, South Florida campus, and uh, was there for, for three years as the, as the head baseball coach and AD and uh, um, met my wife, uh, got married down there, and um, got pregnant with our first child, and we decided we uh, – we were we, we wanted to maybe head out someplace new and I loved what I was doing there. I was I was in the classroom teaching a couple of sport management classes. I was coaching, I was A D as you know, you wear a lot of hats at small colleges yep. and um, I loved all of it, but uh couldn't figure out exactly where I wanted to uh, really sink my teeth in, which area, but ended up uh, getting hired as the Director of Athletics at Savannah College of Art and Design, SCAD, in uh, Savannah, Georgia, mm -hmm. which was a fascinating place to be. That was in, back in 2000. And um, Louis Tiant, the great Major League uh, Baseball pitcher, was the baseball coach at SCAD. Oh, wow. And Cassie Russell was the 
was the basketball coach. Wow. And, uh, and so it was a, just a fascinating place. And I was there for eight years. We moved from division three to the NAIA while I was there. Um, and then left there, uh, went up to Georgia college division two school in the peach belt conference up in Millsville, Georgia, um, in 2008, uh, was there for about a year and I'll have to tell you, my wife missed the coast uh-huh. and uh, we had this opportunity to come to St. Augustine, uh, Florida and come to Flagler college. And so I came here as the AD and in 2009. And so uh, yeah, I started at Trinity in 97 as the AD and baseball coach. And uh, I guess I've been an AD for 23 years now. Wow. Uh, yeah. And all at the college level, correct? Yeah. 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 Cause I was an athletic director for 12 years at the high school, 11 at the high school level, one at the middle school level. And, uh, yeah, that about did me in as, (laughs) as it was, I mean, I loved it. There were so many things I loved about it, but as you were talking about wanting to get back to coaching when you were in management, that's how I felt as an AD. And I was fortunate the schools I was at were okay with me coaching, the one eventually they only wanted me to be the AD. They, they didn't want me to do both, which right. I could do a whole, a whole thing on why that's ridiculous, but I digress. <laughs> yeah. uh, and, and I, I chose to not continue to be the AD. I wanted to get back in the classroom too. And I mean, I love the teacher and coaching. And like I said, it's about, you know, those relationships with kids and what you get to do with them that I really enjoyed that much more. And so, so that right. was the route I went as opposed to staying with the AD, but the AD, I, I, my hat is always off to you and what you deal with. And I don't get it at the college level. I, I don't know, you know, I'm sure it's a lot more administrative and a lot of things that you deal with, but I'm sure there's a lot of similarities to what we did at the high school level too. So, yeah. Yeah. And well, you know, the, the thing that I, I think that I love, one of the things I love most about the coaching always was, um, was just a team building aspect. Mm -hmm. So no matter what leadership role you're in, you're team building, you know, whether you're in business or you're a president of something or CEO or, or a head coach or an AD, you're, you're trying to uh, build a team. And uh, that, that uh, floats my boat. Yeah. I love, I love that aspect of it. And so even though I did love coaching and was glad I went back to it um, after you know a couple of years at UMass, and then I was away for it for a couple of years and went back uh, for six more years of coaching. But I, I, uh, I really have can honestly say I've never missed it. I haven't missed it uh, mm. not a day because uh, of that. You know, I have my own team. I have a different team now. Right. Uh, it's it's not young people. Uh, well, there's. Some of them are. We have some young coaches, but, you know, they're not that age category. Uh, right. But you're building the team, and so I, I, I do love that. Yeah, I always looked at it that way, too. That was the thing I loved the most about being AD was building a team of coaches. I always looked at myself as a coach of coaches, and that yes. was kind of how I tried to treat it. So, well, yeah. that's all excellent, but let's face it. This quote, this podcast call is called Great Quotes for Coaches, and that's yes. what people want to hear. And, and so I'm dying to get to your quote. So why don't you tell everybody what your quote is and where it came from, and then uh, explain it. Well, I'll do my best. Clint Eastwood voice for my quote, improvise, adapt, and overcome. This is a quote from, uh, from the movie Heartbreak Ridge, where Clint Eastwood was Gunnery Sergeant Tom Highway. And uh, I, I love that quote. I have used it a lot. And, 
you know, it just means that when we're faced with obstacles, we're faced with challenges, that we find a way to overcome. We'll be back after a quick break. The Coaching Conversation 2024. This podcast is 100% dedicated to leadership and leadership within the workplace coaching area. We work with companies throughout the world teaching leaders how to coach their employees. This podcast is dedicated to teaching specific strategies, frameworks, coaching models, and now artificial intelligent strategies to help leaders drive greater teamwork, collaboration, cooperation, greater attitudes, better motivation, coaching career development, just to name a few. I hope you'll check out our podcast. Excellent. Yeah. And a very good Eastwood, by the way. Um, uh, you. you did a nice job with that. <laughs> uh, yeah, I found that that quote, I, find, I have found that coming into my life in so many different ways. Obviously, as a coach, you can use that and we'll talk about ways to do that. But I find it with my own kids. I find it with my um, anything that I'm that I'm running into. There's going to be a moment where I I'm I either I say to myself, improvise, adapt, and overcome, or go go in the corner and crawl up into a fetal position and cry because that's, right. that's, yeah. that's really the option, I guess, those in are some ways. <laughs> so so. Um, yeah, why do you love it so much? How have you used it? And have you used it with either sport teams or your teams of coaches? Or what are some ways that, that you have used it? Well, I love it because we are always, always faced with challenges and, and, and obstacles. And uh, many of the, most of the time, they're unforeseen. And, and I thought this time in our history would be a good time for me to choose this quote, you know, yep. uh, because we've all had to improvise, adapt, and try to overcome and, and, and move forward in the midst of the, the challenges that, that everybody has, has faced with, with this pandemic and with, with other issues that are, that are going on. And, um, and so, uh, you know, it's, it will always be applicable, no matter what. Yeah. Um, I, I, I've used it a lot uh, in, as, as a leader, of coaches, as a coach, leading players, as a leader in my family, uh, and and it's so um, applicable. I mean, it's funny because I want one one of my employees here, um, a non-coaching staff member. One time, he, he came into my office and he's like, he's presenting me with this problem and he's telling me all these angles and uh, you know, it, it, it just was didn't didn't know what to do. And uh, he's, he's going on and on about the problem. And I just pulled out a piece of paper and I started writing. And I just wrote those three words on it. And I handed it to him. <laughs> I said, here you go. And figure it out. It's like improvise, adapt, overcome. Okay. All right. Well, a couple of weeks later, I walk into his office. He's got that little piece of paper taped up on the wall of his office. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and I love it because I think it was uh, – General MacArthur that talked about, you know, you, the, the leaders, you, you tell people what to do, but you don't tell them how to do it. And, and, and when we, when we do that, uh, we're generally uh, pleasantly surprised at the outcomes we get. 
that yeah. they, they they exceed whatever expectations we might have had, and and that's how I've tried to to lead where you know um, where I I want to make my expectations clear with with people, but um, I also want them to feel be free to try and fail and attempt and go you know get after it and find ways be resourceful and find ways to to solve problems uh, and I want them free to do that uh, so I, I that quote uh, helps get that that idea across improvise adapt overcome you come to me you've got an issue you've got a problem you've got a challenge okay go figure it out I know you can figure it out. I know you can do this. I mean, I'll help you, but I want you to know you don't have to come to me and, and ask me, you know, how to do it. Right. You go, you go, go improvise and, and get it done. Yeah. And it's not like you're just saying, I'm not listening to you. I don't, you know, I'm, not, <laughs> I'm I don't care about you. You're saying, look, you do have the resources to deal with this. Okay. And let's face it, there are so many traumatic things that people can go through where, okay, we're sure. there for you. I'm here to be a shoulder to, to cry on, lean on, whatever for yeah. the moment. But at some point, I'm also here to help you move forward. And one of the best right. ways is that you move forward. And the way yes. you're going to have to do that is to figure it out. And right. that's improvising, adapting to the situation, which yep. hopefully will lead to you overcoming it. You know, right. and I think about the way the, the character in the movie was using it. He was a, a, a sergeant that was um, brought in to kind of take over this group of misfit guys in the in the army. I think it was army and maybe Marines. And, uh, you know, the moment something went south and it and I mean, south, meaning a guy had a hangnail or whatever it was. You know, they're whining about it and crying. And he's like, look, you improvise and you adapt and you overcome and you're and you're you're you know, impression him was perfect because we heard that time and time again throughout that movie. But it's yeah. interesting how often since seeing that movie, I've heard the same concept, maybe not the exact same words in that same order, but often at least one or two of those three words, sometimes all three by people. And I'll mention the movie and they'll go, Oh, I never saw that movie, you know, <laughs> but it's the concept. And, yeah. and it's such an important concept in our lives. And yes. you mentioned right now, this time that we're in right now, I uh, I do a I have a, a membership site courses that I do where I, I help students with their uh, writing skills. They're you know for English class, and the title of my uh, lesson about a month ago was improvise, adapt, and overcome because <laughs> they're getting ready for school in the in at the start of a school year at this time in the middle of a pandemic, and we've never dealt with anything like this before, and and they're nervous, and our, all our kids were. It's what I said to a couple of. Um, teams that I spoke to uh, in a couple different parts of the country around the same time. They were getting ready for their fall, not teams, the schools, for their fall sports seasons. And I said, you know, one of the things to consider is this concept that we're going to have to improvise, adapt, and overcome because we don't know where it's going. We don't know yeah. what's going to happen. So be prepared in the best way that you can. And Absolutely. those three words are so critical to being able to do that. So have you found any of your coaches uh, under your you know, leadership? Have you found any of them who've kind of taken, well, you said the one guy put the thing up on the wall, which is a great sign, you know, yes. um, but have you found any of your coaches kind of using that concept? That's a, I'm glad you asked that question because yeah. I had a great story come to my attention about okay. two weeks ago. Okay. 
And uh, it was my former assistant baseball coach, who's now been a head coach for a long time, highly successful college baseball coach. And um, he was interviewing for a new head coaching job and happened the ad uh with whom he was interviewing was my associate ad at another institution <laughs> wow and so there are two people who worked closely under me one of them interviewing the other one. Oh boy <laughs> and and then i heard from them afterwards and they said you wouldn't believe how many and they brought up improvise adapt and overcome and they said that's when we knew that we were mentored by the same guy and we were going to work well together. Uh -huh. uh, but, but, you know, they throw out a whole bunch of other ones. I mean, one of my other favorites is uh, everyone, everybody wants to be Hank Williams, but nobody wants to die. And, you know, you want, you want to be yeah. famous. You want to be the superstar, yeah. but you don't want to die when you're 29 years old. Yeah. And yet, the idea that nobody uh, wants to put in the sacrifice and the, the hard right. work to, to be uh, what they dream or hope to be but right anyway they were throwing quotes back and forth to each other and it kind of made me feel good I'm like okay yeah well uh, well they were listening yeah and, and um clint eastwood would be happy to know that uh that he's had such a wide ranging uh, impact on us absolutely and whoever wrote the movie uh as well yeah. if if they were the ones who came up with the term and let's face it like i said you hear it or the concept in a variety of ways in so many places out there who knows if this is something that has been around for a lot longer than just that but that's where right. it hit me too was when i first saw that movie and and yeah. it's so interesting judd how here we are two people that have not known each other i met you a few years back but have not known each other but we're both in the athletic world and we both immediately latched on to it as something that could help us in our right. with our athletics you know right. and with the molding of other uh, with the molding of kids the kids you right. get are older but they're still kids yes. uh, and it and it still is something for them to take and use to to yeah. that concept of improvising in the moment adapting to what gets thrown your way and figure it out overcome yes. You know, I Absolutely. used to, kids would come to the huddle, you know, a, a, ba a basketball coach, kids would come in the huddle and we just have had a bad run, you know, and, and I can see the look on their faces. And, and I, there were two terms before improvise, adapt and overcome. There were two, two things I would say. One was get over it, you know, I mean, and not being mean, but boys, yeah. okay, that didn't go well. And this is what yeah. just happened. Get over it, flush it, get rid of that. You know, and then the other yeah. one was ancient history, you know, yeah. and I'd say this, that you got to look at what just happened. That's ancient history. We got to be moving forward, you know, right. and, it, and it, and then I, I started to work it in with that concept of improvise, adapt and overcome. You know, it's the same idea that let's, yes. okay, that was then. Now right. we have to improvise forward and get on yes. with it and, you know, overcome the obstacles. Yeah. Know? We got to figure it out. And I think that, you know, when we take that mentality it's such a can-do, positive approach to things. Yep. You know that that that's if we can instill that in our in our players. Yep. That, that that's something they can really carry with them beyond. You know that that when you're faced with something, you can figure it out. You got to be. We used to call it Yankee ingenuity. You know, you found you find a way to to get it done. Uh huh. And. Uh, and, and that's really such a great lesson for them to learn 
that 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 um, can carry with them forever. Yeah, we, we are going to we're going to have a positive view of this situation, and and we're going to figure out how to get it done. We are not going to wallow in. And there's so much negativity um, today. I mean, you can't watch the, the the news, listen to the news, or read that what you know any media. There, there's so much negativity all the time getting mm-hmm. plowed into us, and we we have to overcome that. Yep. And and we have to be able to say, well, yeah, that that these things are happening. I'm not going to bury my head in the sand. Right. But I'm going to I'm going to do something positive. I'm going to adapt and adjust as I need to. I'm going to improvise when I need to, and I'm going to find success in, and, and find uh, achievement in, in what the situation that I'm faced with. Yeah, that's so important. And the other thing is, as you're saying that I'm thinking, and look who you and I deal with. I mean, you deal with adults who are then dealing with kids, but ultimately the message we're trying to get down to our kids yeah, And the world that our kids have gro- are growing up in and have grown up in for a while, I'm not all that excited about it for them. You know, I worry for them. And I imagine our parents were the same way. I imagine every generation kind of feels that way. It's just, it just feels different right now. And I just wonder how many of them need that message. I mean, I think kids have always needed these types of messages, but truly need the message that you and and maybe most of them are much more resilient than we were i don't know because they've had to grow up and they've grown up in a, a world with so many things that you and i never had to even consider you know right. For, you know i think i think in 911 and that was just never something you would ever consider happening in this country maybe even in the right. world and then then after that you have the various things that we just keep seeing happening over and over again. And you start thinking, gosh, what must it be like? I have a a 20 year old, he's about to turn 20, 20 year old son. And I, you know, he's got a positive attitude about things, but I don't know. What is he thinking about in those moments when he's in his room alone and how sad, you know, and so we have to be the ones who keep pushing that positive attitude and that attitude that says you can do this. But the key is, is that you not again, not we're leaving you out there alone, but we're right. here to help you, but you will be able to figure this out. But we yes. also need to arm them with the tools to do that. Yes, for sure. For yeah. sure. Yeah. Well, you know, and they've grown up in the, this technology age, which is totally different. And, you know, like, like your son born, you know, he was an infant when, uh, when nine 11 happened and, uh, literally, but he, but he has grown up. Uh, I mean, it's that generation. I have an 18 year old in the, in the, 20 year old girls, my oldest daughter's about to turn 20 also. And and a younger one who's about to be 13. So we're going to have about six weeks here in 2020 where I have three teenagers at the same time. I have, that would be new for me, but they, uh, (laughs) but they, uh, you know, they're faced with, they've really, especially the, you know, the 18, 19, 20 year olds, they they have grown with this technology uh, boom in our Mm -hmm. country. I mean, you think the iPhone is only 10 or 12 years old, something like that, and, and how far we've come in, in that short of time. So they're faced with that, and, and it's very, they're bombarded with a lot of messaging that, uh, for the most part, is negative. Yep. And, and for the most part, is uh, not building them up. Uh, it's, it's, 
either tearing them down or just giving them negativity. And so this, this tool of, of, you know, this, this little quote mm -hmm. uh, can, can be one, one tool in, in their arsenal that uh, can help them to remember to uh, not let the, not let the, um, the challenges beat you. Yeah. And the other thing I love about it, you know, as we look to wrap this up is it's three words. And, you know, much like I know you've worked with proactive coaching and we, we work on what we call core covenants and the beauty of core covenants versus mission statements. It's not that mission statements aren't good. They're great, but it's hard to remember them. But you can remember, you know, four things like trust and respect and discipline, you know, well, improvise, right. adapt, overcome. Like you said, that you wrote those three words down. That guy took them and put them on his wall. You know that other people have gone into his office, seen that, and taken that. Those are, quote, unquote, easy to remember. Not necessarily yeah. easy to always implement in the, in the moment, but any kid can remember those and kind of use those. And, you, and it's such an, a simple teaching point to be able to pass on to others, as opposed yeah. to most of the quotes that I'll be doing uh, through this are many words. Yours. Right. Bam. Three words, improvise, adapt, overcome. And every one of them has power and together, whoo, they got great power. So yeah, yeah. love the quote, Judd. I thank you so much for, uh, for bringing that one to us. If people want to uh, reach out to you and talk a little bit or hear about um, any more of your ideas or uh, want to hear about Flagler College down in Florida, how can they re get in touch with you? Well, if you're ever in the nation's oldest city, St. Oh, Augustine, right. Yeah. Founded in 1565. Stop in and see me. Uh, but, uh, you know, it's easy to find uh, contact information these days. You know, you go to the website, flaglerathletics.com, and my contact information's on there. And uh, I'd love to talk with anybody, you know, uh, uh, regarding – I mean, I could talk about coaching all day long. And, yeah. and uh, they can reach out to me uh, at any point, Scott. I appreciate uh, you having me on here. It's been, it's been fun and it's been an honor to be with you. Well, thank you. And just to clarify, you weren't one of the founding members in the city of St. Augustine, right? You weren't. Uh, no. Okay. No, no. Okay. No, that was, that was the generation before me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm looking at you. I know you're younger than I am. So who the heck am I talking about? I'm just a fossil is what it amounts to. So, uh, all right. Well, thanks so much, Judd. I really appreciate you being on here. This has been great. And, um, yeah, uh, for those of you who, um, you know, who are interested, reach out to Judd, um, but make sure that you all are trying to use that concept of improvise, adapt, and overcome, both with your kids and in your lives. And we will talk to you again next time on the Great Quotes for Coaches podcast. Thanks for listening to today's episode of the Great Quotes for Coaches podcast. Would you please do me a favor and leave a review on iTunes or wherever it is that you listen to podcasts? Your reviews help us get more people listening to these motivational messages, and they help me learn what I'm doing well and where I need to improve. Finally, check out our website at greatresourcesforcoaches.com for more materials to help you on your journey to becoming the best you're capable of becoming. I look forward to serving you again soon with another great quote for coaches.